So I really think that interoperability is a big thing and a really important thing for the metaverse. Blockchain as a technology, I think it's going to have to evolve. It allows us to start having that. It allows you to buy something digital and track ownership, which is going to allow you to resell it and trade and do a bunch of other use cases that were really hard to do before. This is the Business, Innovation and Technology Podcast. I'm Jordan Rogers-Smith, and I'd like to welcome you to our show. Today, we're sharing an interview conducted by Patrick Thompson with Arta Souza, the Vice President of Business Engineering here at Meta. Patrick is the editor at CoinGeek, a Bitcoin news and blockchain information publication. Together, they discuss the concept of a metaverse, what it is, and what it could look like in the future. Artur, would you like to introduce yourself and tell the audience who you are? I'm originally from Brazil, but I have been working with Meta for 10 years almost. Like I'm a little bit short on 10 years. I lead a group, uh, a team here that's called Business Engineering for Global Businesses. So we work with our top 20,000 advertisers, but essentially we're a team working really close with our customers, with our product teams and trying to accelerate and help build that bridge between businesses and the products that we offer. And that being said, and what's formerly known as Facebook, you guys changed your name to Meta recently. Can you just, can you tell us about that name change and, and why it took place? Yes, definitely. So we're a very mission-driven company. And although uh, the core of our mission of uh, connecting people, empowering them to build communities, that hasn't changed. We, we always want to be on the, the, the technology side that helps fulfill that mission. And we truly believe that what we're calling the metaverse is going to be the next set of technologies that are going to enable people to connect to each other. And that's why the people in our mission, we truly believe in that. We're really looking forward to that. Our mission itself doesn't change, but the way that we're going to achieve our mission will pretty much change uh, uh, a lot. I'm really excited about this new stage. It's taken me a while to get the meta name in, in my head and avoid saying Facebook as when I'm referring to the company. But as you could see, I already introduced myself as being a meta employee. Something I noticed just coming off the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, I was asking people, what is the metaverse? And a lot of people still didn't know. So how would you describe the metaverse? Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, it's hard to describe it because it has meta in the name that just make things like meta discussions and we could go all day uh, doing jokes about that. But the, the way that I like explaining it and the way that I explain to my parents, for example, is that for a long period of time, in order to connect people or connect people to businesses, we use the internet. But essentially what we created was a world where you chose to either be online or offline. But now connection is everywhere. You're just like almost 100% of the time connected uh, with your phone, with your computer. You're connected in different ways, but you're always connected. What we're seeing is people, they have to choose like where they want to have their minds in. I'm either here online talking to you or I'm uh, with my wife in the real world. So I really like to think that the metaverse is just bringing those two worlds together. And instead of having to choose, we can mix and match them. Of course, you, you're going to still, when we're working, doing video conferencing, being 100% online, but you have the option of mixing those two worlds. And it's really like this layer on top of the internet. 
It could be translated into 3D virtual space where you're hanging out with friends. It could be translated into more experiences like um, playing a game together that's really immersive. It also could be like us having dinner and me being like looking at my wife that's next to me in the physical role, but also seeing my friend that's in the other side of the globe, sitting down with us and us having a conversation together. So I really think like we're going to have all these different experiences, but the metaverse is really about this new use cases of us bringing those two worlds together. To create those experiences, it seems like virtual reality and augmented reality will play a significant role in that. Do you see that being the case or do you think there's going to be other ways to access a metaverse? I really think that's going to be the case, but also it's in addition not. What we use like computers and our phones are all going to be windows into the metaverse. And we're going to choose the hardware that actually makes sense for you. As an example, like uh, the, the example I just gave where it's required for me to see my wife in real life, but also see someone that's uh, digitally present, then AR glasses might be the best choice of hardware to experience that. If I'm doing work and then we need like a whiteboard and we just like want to immerse ourselves in that conversation, then maybe I'm going to use my VR glasses because that's going to give me like the full immersive experience that I need for, for that. So I really see these as, for example, wearables, right? Like your watch or your other devices, they're all going to be connected to this metaverse and providing ways for you to experience it. It's just that they will provide you different experiences and people will choose the one that makes the more sense for them. If we're in a, I don't know, in a concert, for example, and all you want to do is just like create content for people who are somewhere else to experience that in the way that they choose, you might just use your phone because that's easier to capture. You just want to be like uh, in the moment. But if you want to experience that concert with a friend, then maybe you go for the air glasses. So I think we're going to see all these different experiences. What's probably going to be common, that's uh, actually what happened with uh, even the internet, is that we start trying to do in the metaverse things that we, we do either on digital or physical worlds, uh, trying to mimic that and doing it in a slightly different way. But as we get used to it, we're going to open up like new use cases, new opportunities. We started like a search on the internet by asking people to fill a form and submit it. And then we have a directory, just like we had the yellow pages. Eventually we transitioned to automating all of that. So I think we're going to still figure out the new experiences that this uh, new set of hardwares are going to enable. But nonetheless, I, I really think that you're going to experience it in different hardware. And something I'm wondering in regard to the use cases and the opportunities, do you think people are going to use it more for leisure or do you think there's going to be more business use cases? Oh, I definitely think we're going to mix those two. Being honest, right now we see a lot of, even though like we can talk about how consumers have been using the Quest as an example of a hardware for the metaverse, but to play games and to watch videos and have those experiences, we have seen a lot of businesses already kind of uh, digging into that as well. So I have seen businesses using like AR filters to send a message and to kind of do promotions. We have seen businesses using VR uh, headsets for training. So it's a completely different uh, experience when you get, for example, uh, I think it was Walmart where they trained a lot of their employees into how to interact and engage with customers. 
in an immersive experience versus just slides where they're just consuming that content. Going through that experience, it's really different. And I have heard, I think in, in my uh, um, the CS panel that I joined, uh, someone was talking about, for example, training cops and how it's very different than just like showing them a video or a photo and having them really experience the situation. Right now, I think we have both use cases and they're just going to mix each other. As an example that I'm excited about is figuring out what commerce means. When we, we started shopping online, there were a bunch of new experiences that came online. How does it feel like? Are we going to use AR filters to put a chair in our room before buying it, right? Which you can already do. And that's a great example of the metaverse. But maybe like you're going to walk in a 3D mall and have a, a virtual experience just like you have in real life. We don't know. We're going to figure that out. But I really believe that we're going to both tackle businesses and consumer needs with the metaverse. You answered a little bit of my next question, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it anyway. Yes. Is I would wonder what's going to be the pull of a metaverse? What is it going to be that attracts people? A lot of times when I see product services and software, it's either trying to solve a problem that exists in the world or make life more efficient. So my question is, how does the metaverse do both of those things? I, I think we can... One, one, one idea that I like to anchor on when we talk about the, the metaverse is around presence. You are going to be more present in different ways. Again, being able to do things that physically it's really hard for you. For example, it's really hard to get a group of students and send them to the Louvre to learn about art. But now this can be done. We, we have give these students the opportunity to be present somewhere else, be present with someone else. And I really think that's going to enable like a new, it's going to enable new use case for businesses that already exist, of course. So like the experience with concerts or how you try things in your house before buying furniture. But what I'm really curious about is like the new use cases, the new things that we're going to see when we talk about NFTs, like we have seen big companies like Nike hiring digital designers for that. And that's that's a new business, right? We're growing the GDP of the metaverse by creating new economic opportunities as well. So I really think that we're going to see an explosion, those kind of like new jobs that didn't exist before, but because the metaverse is creating all these opportunities for people to connect, we're going to see that. So it's almost like a virtual cycle in that, again, people will try to hang around and spend time together and build communities, but then they're going to figure out like new things they can do together that they couldn't before. And I think with that, we're going to see all the, 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 the use cases and everything that's going to come with that. And now you mentioned NFTs, and I know a lot of maybe blockchain focused or cryptocurrency focused companies are really interested in building out the metaverse. So my question for you is, do you think that a blockchain, blockchain based components or NFTs are mandatory or necessary to build a metaverse? Yeah, so that's a great question and one of my favorites, to be honest. And the reason for that is um, we're still in the early stages of the metaverse, right? Back in, in, in the early 90s, we didn't know what the internet could become. We are like in a similar stage. The metaverse is going to really play out in the next 10 to 15 years. There is a lot of technological breakthrough that needs to happen before we can fully experience that. But one key component, philosophically speaking, is the ability to track digital ownership. If I'm, I'm talking about buying Nike shoes to put on like, a, I don't know, in the game that I play, because I, I want to show that off, if I can't have interoperability 
and bring that with me to some other experience that defeats the whole purpose. So I really think that interoperability is a big thing and a really important thing for the metaverse. And uh, blockchain as a technology, and uh, I think it's going to have to evolve. It allows us to start having that. It allows you to buy something digital and track ownership, which is going to allow you to resell it and trade and do a bunch of other use cases that were really hard to do before with all this piece of technology. So I really think like digital ownership is an important concept. And also uh, I, I would almost call like financial equity, like allowing everyone to be part of the system, right? Like the amount of people in the world right now that they don't have access to the financial system because they're unbanked, it's huge. And uh, if we want the metaverse to really play out, we need to give everyone an opportunity to transact in this world. And I think like blockchain and with that, like cryptos, NFTs and whatever comes after or next, they're going to play an important role there. We know that Meta was working on a sort of cryptocurrency wallet, blockchain-based project. Is that something that we can expect to see more of or learn more about in the future? Or where do we stand with that? We have, we have Novi which is our digital wallet that's built on top of the Dean network. We, we're still pretty much invested into that. We're, we recently started testing that with, with a few countries. We are pretty much invested into that. And we really believe in, in the idea and the concept, right? Like we need to solve digital ownership and we need to include people. As a company, we're still pretty invested into that. We're also invested into working with regulators and help them close the gaps and understand that the new opportunities, but also some of the new use cases, some of the challenges. We're listening a lot from their concerns around money laundry and things that that's why regulations exist. We're really investing into that. I think you can expect products coming out of Meta that uh, are in that space. It's just, it's hard to navigate all the hops, but we're really investing into that. People may or may not know, but Meta has launched a functional metaverse. So can you tell us what it's called, what people can do in game, how it works? Yes, definitely. So again, I think it's interesting because these, we have Horizon, which is one of the first interactions of our take on social interactions on a VR environment. It's pretty exciting if you're in the US and you, you own one of the Quest 2s, you can just go and experiment by yourself and create your avatar and join different worlds and experiment and even build your own worlds. This is pretty much like early stages. So we were learning the kind of things that uh, people want to see and experience there. What's really interesting though, when you look at some other games, for example, in class, like Population One or Onward, which are part of our studio's effort, communities are already existing there as well. If you go and play Population One, you're going to be surprised by the social aspect of it and how people hang, hang together, how they create like, real life kind of a, a physical world meetups so they can meet people from the game. And I think like the real breakthrough will come once we connect all those dots, right? Like uh, when you can experience across these properties, that's going to be like really the play for the metaverse. But right now, I think we have all these different uh, uh, types of experiences. We have Horizons that we just launched where you can go and build and you can meet people. You can watch NBA games, which is really exciting. I have to say it's almost like being there. But you can you also have these others, which are more centered around, let's say, a challenge, like a game by itself. And But then like you have a community. You can just 
be there and hang out with friends and do th cool things together. So if you're looking for more of an open world experience, it's Horizons. If you want to experience something that's more on the gaming side, we have Population 1 onward. And it's going to be interesting to see how we connect all the dots. Workplace as a product that we have for businesses or like Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and how all of that connects to these different worlds and how you can experience all of them together. And, and just maybe as a side note, it gets really interesting when you start thinking about how you represent yourself in these different worlds. We want people to be able to represent how they see themselves, which is very inclusive, but also like they might want to represent themselves in different ways in, in, in between these different worlds. So there's a bunch of really great philosophical questions that comes as you start digging into each one of these. I like how you brought up the sort of avatar thing and how people might want to represent themselves differently than they appear in real life. But that also makes me wonder, are there instances where metaverses have previously existed? Could I even call Meta's product Facebook a metaverse where it's just text-based and it, it's image-based, but would it be right to say this is a world where you can portray yourself in a certain way and have these social interactions that you really curate? So uh, I, I guess what I'm saying is, are... Is the digital virtual reality metaverse just the next iteration or innovation of these social medias that I, I think I would call a metaverse personally? Yeah, I think you're onto something here. And that's why uh, I think it's a mistake if you only see like the 3D version as like the, the metaverse. I think that's a component. But right now, let's say it, if, if you, you're sitting next to a friend and you pick up your phone to look at Facebook, that's an experience by yourself with your other friends that are connected to you, but that they're also on their phones and like you're connecting that world. But uh, it's almost like you're neglecting the experience of your friend just next to you. By bringing these two things together, what if you can actually like, we just launched a, 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 a Reels on Instagram. What if we could experience Reels together? Not just because we're looking at the same phone, but we're also connected to our third friend who is in a different city. I think it's all about that, the metaverse, like bringing those two worlds and mixing them together. And that's why we talk about mixed reality headsets. That's why we have all this new hardware that's going to enable a lot of those. So imagine like going for a run where because you're wearing the same watch, you can actually like track the time and the pace of uh, both you and your friend. And with your AR glasses, you can see him. So you can actually run together as if we're there in person, but You are here in California and the other friend is in New York. I think that's pretty much how you describe this, that how I would talk about the metaverse. It's really the evolution and build, building on top of some of the experiences we already have. So I really like how you gave us a glimpse of where things are heading when it comes to a metaverse. But maybe this is a personal belief or something I noticed, but I, I think there are still obstacles and challenges that lay in the way of mass adoption. So what problems do you believe need to be solved before we see metaverses pick up more traction around the world just talking about the technological challenges that's that's where the timeline of 10 to 15 years comes on designing glasses that can actually have the battery power to go through the experiences and for all of these it's a challenge right miniaturizing processors and computing and all of that. I do think like we're going to have some breakthroughs. Activity is an important one. So 5G already helps a ton. There's more that can be done. We'll need more bandwidth. We're going to need, for example, blockchains that can support development of transactions in an efficient manner. 
We're going to need regulation, be honest. Like we need to have regulation, like laws that tells how things should be treated in this space, rather than companies trying to solve this for the different types of countries we have in the world with very different opinions about matters. So I, I think like the biggest obstacles are definitely like on the technology side. Technology needs to evolve to, for us to be able to offer an experience that's acceptable for everyone. We need to democratize access to hardware. Guess what? If you're only going to have headsets that cost like thousands of dollars, most of the world doesn't make that. So we need to like think how we thought about the internet and really how we democratize the access to all of these rather than just being like a couple of uh, people having access to it. And, and then on the regulation side, we need the policies, we need the laws to evolve instead of catch up. So I think because we, the good news is we learned about that in the past 10 to 20 years and, and the impact on the internet. I think we can do a better job as we go into the metaverse. But I would say those two are like the pillars, the technological side and, and also regulation policy. Regulation is interesting because in most of the conversations I have, I've had, I have not heard that angle just yet. So in the world, or I guess the regulations that currently exist or what legislators are talking about, is anything maybe threatening the development of a metaverse? I'm not really an expert on the field, so I'll take a second grain of salt, but I think in my personal opinion, one of the biggest risks is just not understanding the potential. Or if you slow this down too much, trying to be too protective, of course, that's not going to help as a, a build fast towards that vision, but also the lack of regulation also is low as down. It's really hard for companies like Meta to be in a position where they're the ones making decisions about certain types of content, for example, while it's like an agreement in society, laws become that. So uh, I really think we can go to a place where there is no regulation because that also slows us down and create experiences that are bad for people and with bad outcomes. We need some sort of regulation, but that balance between what's uh, actually reasonable and uh, what's not because it's going to just create artificial boundaries, it's a tricky one. I really hope our experts in, in, uh, across the globe on that, they're trying to guide our lawmakers and, and policymakers on this, but it's tricky. It's hard. And I just want to acknowledge that it's hard. We need to educate people on the technology. We need to make a safe, safe decisions in the sense that they protect people, but also they protect innovation. It's a tricky one. That's why it's top of mind for me, because it's not easy. And uh, it's one that traditionally goes a little bit slower than we, we hoped for. And how long do you think it is before we're all using a metaverse, before we're all playing either a game or we're there for business engagements? I think it's going to be one of those that like, it's not like uh, uh, by the end of the year, everybody's going to experience it, but also every month that goes by, you're going to have one new experience that it's okay. This is new, it's similar to what we have seen, for example, with uh, the impact that had in our lives. It like, you could see this coming. So it's not like total surprise, like from one day, like everyone was into streaming, but like it, it was slowly gaining momentum and then more players and then more uh, titles and all of that, I think we're going to see something similar. If we buy like a Quest 2 headset, right now you can already have some of these experiences that I talked about. Facebook Horizons, you can uh, go to an NBA game, you can watch a concert, you can play Population 1, you can have uh, a meeting and actually go to the whiteboard and have that feeling of presence that's, by the way, is so hard to explain. You have to actually feel that. You can also go on your computer right now and trade NFTs. You can build your own NFTs like 
you can already experience all of these. I think we're going to see more and more use cases as we go. But that, that's definitely like for to fulfill its potential, I think it's going to take another 10 to 15 years. And my final question for you is, do you have a sort of message, final message, maybe a general message that you'd want to leave the audience with, whether it be something they don't know about metaverses, maybe something they don't know about meta and what you guys are building over it, over at meta, what would you leave the audience with? I think it's easy for us as human beings to just downplay change. We don't like change that much. So for example, I have seen uh, people saying, oh, like this piece of technology, like NFTs, like why would someone, instead of downplaying it, I think if you get to understand and you get to the root of it, right? Like people, they want to express themselves in digital life, just like they want in physical life. So instead of just thinking like, why would someone buy a JPEG? It's more, okay, what are the uses of this? Why people are collecting this? Is it because they collected stamps like 20 years ago and they're just collecting something different? Like what are the actual, like what's behind uh, the consumer behavior? And, And then not taking like the experience you have today as also like the final experience, but a taste of that. Trust me, connection was really slow in the 90s. Internet wasn't that great. You couldn't do streaming either, but you could do a bunch of other cool stuff that was new maybe far from its potential, but as technology evolved, you had better computers, then suddenly you could play games together. I remember the first time I played like multiplayer game and that was exciting. So I think you're going to pretty much go through that process again. And I think then the sooner you start like getting in touch with that, you're going to see the good of that and you're going to have ideas on how to experience all of that. So my recommendation would be just try it out. Have that feeling of presence with someone that's not just next to you and imagine about the opportunities because I think there is a a ton of opportunities. It's just like the internet again. Artur, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you uh, sharing all your insights on the metaverse, what the meta team is up to and what's to come for the future. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this episode on the metaverse. I'd like to thank Arta Souza for his input and perspective. And a special thank you to Patrick Thompson and CoinGeek for letting us share such a fascinating discussion. If you'd like to hear Patrick and Artur discuss the metaverse with other visionaries or find more conversations like this one, you can visit the CoinGeek YouTube channel. There'll be links to any resources mentioned in today's show notes. And thank you for listening to the Business, Innovation and Technology podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review.